Y'all believe there's victory in Jesus? Let's stand and sing about it. Here we go. yourself tonight. Amen. We can have fun as Christians. We can enjoy this time together. And hey, we like to take this part in our service just to make you feel welcome. So if you would, go shake somebody's hand and make everybody feel welcome tonight. Short in number tonight. 
Kenny had been sick all week. Jimmy had knee surgery today. He is doing a little better. I did get a text from him this evening, so he's doing better. Y'all remember both of them in your prayers. We're going to do this old song. It's written by Hank Williams back in the 50s called House of Gold. People steal, they cheat and lie for wealth and want. It will buy, but don't they know on the judgment day, gold and silver will melt. special to us, but more than that is the meaning of the song. It has a wonderful meaning. Brother Josh has been preaching and teaching us this week that salvation is not by works. It's by works of righteousness, which Christ has done. It's a free gift given to us, and this song uh, really says it all, and we hope that y'all can uh, relate to this song. Please listen to the words of it. Sometimes we grow weary with the toils of this life This old world is filled with Troubles and strife But Jesus is coming To take us away
Lights of my darkness and the light I need your peace to get me through To get me through this night I can't live by what I feel By the truth you wear reveals I'm not holding on to you But you're holding on to me Holding on to me Jesus, you know just how far The east is from the west And I don't have to see the men I've been Rising up in me again In the arms of your mercy I find rest you know just how far the east is from the west From one scarred hand to the other One scarred hand to the other God him to the other. All right, y'all ready to sing? Give me a smile tonight. Long day today? Yeah. Less wet though, right? <laughs> A new name in glory. I hope yours is there. Here we go. I was once a sinner, but I came pardoned to receive from my Lord. This was freely given, and I found that he always kept his word. There's a new Sing the story A sinner has come home For there's a new name Written down in glory And it's mine Oh yes, it's mine With my sins forgiven I am bound for heaven Nevermore to roam In the book tis written Saved by grace Oh, the joy that came to my soul. Now I am forgiven, and I know by the blood I am made whole. For there's a new name written down in glory, and it's mine. Oh, yes, it's mine. And the white-robed angels sing the story. A sinner has come home. For there's a new name written down in glory, and it's mine, oh yes, it's mine. With my sins forgiven, I am bound for heaven, nevermore to roam. I'm going to get you to stand with me on this, this next one. He whispers sweet peace to, to me. Number 56 in the blue book. Sometimes all we have to do is listen. Let God speak to us. Sometimes when this
Thank you. You may be seated. This time, Miss Barbara and the girls. Since I don't know all their names, y'all come. <laughs> Tracing with them. <laughs> I got to thinking about uh, the words they were singing there. I, I need you more today than I did yesterday. You, you have days like that every day. Amen. He's always there. I think sometimes we don't look. I've got a friend. Um, back in Melbourne that he's constantly watching. I don't know how he does it because I can't. But he's constantly watching for God working in his life. And he uh, he gets up on Sunday mornings and does our welcome. And he every week he has a story about how he saw God move this week and, and the people around him. And it's just amazing that he has that kind of look, outlook on things. And folks, God is there. You may not recognize it and you may not see it, but He's there working in your lives. But you need to know Jesus Christ as your Savior for that to really work like it's supposed to. And there's one way to get that to happen. You've got to believe in Jesus Christ. There's no other way. And uh, this song we're about to sing is um, kind of talks about that. Your name is... A strong and mighty tower to shelter like no other. Your name, let the nation sing it louder, because nothing has the power to save except for the name of Jesus Christ. And that's it. Will you stand with me tonight as we sing? And then we're going to do a tag this at the end with something that I think you will know from your past. 
As morning dawns and evening fades, you inspire songs of praise that rise from earth to touch your heart and glorify your name, your name. Is a strong and mighty tower, your name. Is a shelter like no other, your name. Let the nation sing it louder, cause nothing has a power to save, but your name. Jesus, in your name we pray, come and fill our hearts today. Lord, give us strength to live for you and glorify your name, your name is a strong and mighty. Shelter like no other, your name. Let the nation sing it louder, cause nothing has the power to save. But your name is a strong and mighty tower, your name is a shelter like no other, your name. Let the nation sing it louder, cause nothing has the power to save. Let me hear you singing this tonight. But your name is a strong and mighty town. Your name is a shelter like no other. Your name. Let the nation sing it louder. Nothing has the power to save but your name. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. There's just something about that Savior Jesus, like the fragrance after the rain. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Let all heaven and earth proclaim Kings and kingdoms will all pass away Let me hear you. But with me. Father, we thank you so much today for the name of Jesus, for the sacrifice he made on the cross so that we could spend our eternity with you, a gift that we don't deserve. We're not worthy, but because of him, our sins are washed away. We thank you so much today for that, for that grace, for that mercy, for that love. And if we'll just call on the name of Jesus and believe with our hearts, we can 
have that gift, that eternity with you. Father, bless Brother Josh tonight as he stands before us. And he speaks the things that you have put upon his heart for us to hear. That the distractions of the world and the distractions of even the things in this room would flee from this place so that we can focus on Jesus and what it is He's done for us. Father, give Him Your power tonight as He speaks and open our hearts to hear and receive Your Word so that when we leave this place that we are different than the way we came. And it's in the name of Jesus we pray. Amen. If you have your Bibles this evening, look with me in Job chapter 31. Job chapter 31. You glad to be here tonight? What a night. Uh, Just another great evening in the Lord's house. Another great night of specials. I'll tell you, this is just rehearsal for what we got ahead of us. As good as this was tonight, you wait till we get to heaven. It's going to be a hundred times better than what we had tonight. And I'll tell you, it's pretty good tonight. Amen. Boy, what a wonderful service it's been all week long. And I've been looking forward to this evening. I want to thank you again for sacrificing to be here. Y'all had to put something down. You had to push something back to be here tonight. And I want to thank you for doing that. And I know that God is going to bless your efforts this evening. Can y'all smile real big and pretty? Y'all didn't shout near as loud tonight as y'all did last night. Now, are y'all awake this evening? God is good, isn't He? He is good, and let's let's praise Him in this place. Let's worship Him. Are y'all ready to have church? All right. Job 31 and verse 14. I have one verse, very simple, very plain. Job 13, or excuse me, 31 and 14. Job said, What then shall I do when God riseth up? And when he visiteth, what shall I answer him? What shall I answer him? Job came to the place that he realized that there was coming a day that God was going to rise up. And there was going to be a day that God would visit him. And what Job is simply saying is this, that there will come a day that I will stand before God. There is going to come a day that I will stand before God. There will come a day that you will stand before God. There will come a day that every man and every woman and every child will stand before God. Every person has to go before God. Nobody can escape that. Nobody can be excused from that time. Everybody will have to stand before the Lord. This man lived life in a way that he knew that at any time, at any moment, God could call him home. And he knew at any moment, at any time, that judgment day would come. And you think about the man, Job. You think about the kind of man that he was. The, the book of Job opened, opened up with this, that Job was a perfect and upright man, one that feared God and eschewed evil. In fact, when all of the trouble came to Job, when me and you would have cursed God, when me and you would have turned our back on God, he fell on his face before the Lord. And the Bible said, in all of this, Job sinned not. Job was a righteous man. If you look in Job 31 and verse 7, he said, If my step hath turned out of the way, and my heart walked after my eyes, and if any blood hath cleaved to mine hands. This was a man of righteousness. He loved the Lord. He walked in the ways of God. But the thought came to him, what if today I stepped out of that way? What if today I turned my back on God? About six verses down, he reminds himself that there will come a day that he will stand before God. And there will come a day that he will be held accountable for the actions that he had in this life And this question came to him. What shall I answer him? What shall I answer him? What a thought-provoking question tonight. 
What a heart-convicting question that Job asked. What shall I answer him? I want to speak to you on that subject tonight. What shall I answer him? May I remind you today that at a moment of the twinkling of an eye, the life that you know here on earth can end just like that. As quick and fast as you can blink, I want you to know Jesus Christ can split that eastern sky wide open. And as we're sitting here and we're in the normalcy of life, at a moment of a twinkling of an eye, Jesus can change everything. And friend, we can be sitting here, we can be sitting at home with our families, and boom, before we know it, we're standing there before God Himself. That's how quick it happens, that's how fast it happens, and Job knew it, and Job knew the day was coming and he lived life every day with the understanding I might meet God today. I might meet God today. May I tell you that we would be wise to live life in that manner. Every day waking up realizing I might just meet God today. I might just go before the Lord today. And then he asked that question, what shall I answer him? I want you to look with me in Romans chapter 14. Are you with me tonight? Are you glad to be saved? Isn't the Lord good? The Lord is so good. But I want you to think about something this evening. I want you to go into the theater of your mind this evening and imagine that if God came back today, imagine if the Lord returned today or if something happened to you and you died today, I want you to think about what would happen if the Lord came back today. What would happen if we met God today? I want you to notice in Romans chapter 14 and in verse 10, the Bible says, But why dost thou judge thy brother? Or why dost thou set it not, thy brother? Listen now. For we shall all stand before the judgment seat of Christ. For it is written, As I live, saith the Lord, every knee shall bow to me, and every tongue shall confess to God. So then, every one of us shall give account of himself to God. Now, I want you to notice what he said in verse 10. He said, For we shall all stand before the judgment seat of Christ. He's not talking to the world. He is talking to the Christians in Rome. That's exactly who he's talking to. And he's talking to God's people. And he said, God's people, we're all going to stand before the judgment seat of Christ. There are two judgments that will take place one day. And one of those judgments are for the saved. And that is called the judgment seat of Christ. And that is where the saved of God will come before the Lord when they are called home and they will give an account. Notice what he said in verse 12. So then every one of us shall give account of himself to God. Today you might meet God. And if you meet God today, you will give an account of the life that you lived here on this earth. Now I want you to think about that judgment. If you have to meet God today, let's think about some things that might be brought up. And let's think about some things that may not be brought up. And I'll tell you what won't be brought up. Every sin that we've ever committed as a child of God that we carried before the precious blood of Jesus and we ask for forgiveness of those sins, when we stand at the judgment seat of Christ, those sins will not be brought up. Every sin we've ever committed that we've asked forgiveness for in the precious name of Jesus, they are forgiven us and they are cast into the sea of forgetfulness, as Brother Will sang tonight, as far as the east is from the west, and those sins will never be brought before us again. Friend, if you have gone and you have asked for forgiveness of your sins, you will not have to answer for them anymore. Because the precious blood of Jesus has cleansed those sins, has purged those sins out of you, and they'll never be brought up again. Isn't that awesome? Boy, that's power today. To have God purge us from everything. And if you have taken those sins before the Lord, they're forgiven you. And they won't be brought up come judgment day. So all those sins that you have in your life, we better fall upon our face today and we better take them before the precious blood of Jesus because today we might meet God. 
Today we may have to answer for those sins. Let's take those sins before the Lord while we still have time. And let's allow His blood to cleanse us and purge us from all unrighteousness. Friend, we won't have to answer for those things. But let's think about some things we will have to answer for. Let's think about those sins that we never did carry before the precious blood of Jesus. Maybe we messed up today and we hadn't asked for forgiveness yet. Friend, if you meet God right now, He will hold you accountable for those sins. Maybe you messed up ten years ago and you refused to get right. Friend, you will answer for that sin. If there is sin in your life that you never carried to Jesus, you will answer for that sin. And you will stand accountable for that sin. And think about this tonight. Just a thought here. We're going to be judged on the things that we do. But those things that we do, if we carry before the blood of Jesus, are taken away. So I don't think the judgment seat of Christ is going to be that much about what we've done, rather those things that we have not done. And I think a lot of what we're going to give account on is how many times we have failed the Lord in our life. Since the very moment that we got saved, I know that I'm going to give an account And my life is going to be an open book before the Lord, as yours will be as well. And we will give an account. And yes, we will answer for those things that we did. But friend, we will answer for those things that we didn't do. We will answer for every time that we failed Him. Every time we disobeyed Him. Every time that we should have witnessed to somebody and we didn't. Friend, I want you to know we are going to answer. Job said, what shall... I answer Him. If you stand before God today, and He, you go before the judgment seat of Christ. I'm going to use Brother Trey tonight. And Brother Trey goes before the judgment seat of Christ. And God says, Trey, I saved your soul, and you accepted my salvation, but you failed to live for me in that life. What shall Trey answer the Lord? What good enough answer can Trey come up with to please the judgment of God? What could he say today to please the wrath of God when he says, Trey, why did you fail me? Why didn't you serve me? I give you everything. I gave you everything you had. I give you everything you needed so you could serve me and bring me honor and glory. And you refuse to praise me. You refuse to bring thanksgiving to me. And Brother Trey is going to have to give an account. What shall I answer? If I fail to serve Him tonight, what good answer can I come up with? If I'm just a sorry Christian, what good answer can I give God about why I was so sorry? If I fail to serve Him, if I fail to live for Him, if I fail to praise Him, if I fail to glorify Him, what shall I answer Him? It is me and the judge. My wife's not there. My kid's not there. My friend's not there. It's me and the Lord. What shall I answer? I didn't have time, Lord. No, that's not going to work. We had ball practice. No, that's not going to work. Oh, I didn't feel good. That's not going to work when you talk to the judge. What shall I answer Him? He saved me. He bought me. He redeemed me. And He said, Josh, you didn't even live for me. You wouldn't even get up and go to church. You wouldn't even pray to me when things got bad. You wouldn't even pick up my word and read about me and learn about me. What shall I answer Him? Oh, mercy. I sent you down there to promised land. And you wasn't the pastor I wanted you to be. What shall I answer Him? I made you a preacher. And you didn't preach like I wanted you to preach. What shall I answer Him? I gave you a family. I give you a good woman. I give you instruction on how to be a good husband. If I mess up, friend, what shall I answer? If I fail as a husband, what good answer am I going to give God about why I was a sorry husband? If I failed today as a father, if you failed today as a mother... What shall we answer Him when we stand before the King of kings and the Lord of lords? What good answer, what good excuse 
can we give to the Lord that while we were so sorry in our life? What, what answer can we give to please and give reason of why we didn't do our job as mamas and daddies and husbands and wives and Christians? What good excuse are we going to give the King on that day if we meet Him today and we stood before Him and He said, you failed me, you didn't serve me, you didn't witness for me, you didn't tell others about me. What good enough answer Am I going to give Jesus to explain it? There won't be a word come from this mouth. Every mouth is going to be stopped when we stand before the King. And I will give an account. And you will give an account. And my friend, my question is, what shall I as a child of God answer the Lord if I fail Him? If you met God tonight, What's going to be your answer? When we see the Lord, we want Him to be pleased with us. The day He saved me, He gave me a book of instruction. And He gave me a sweet, sweet Holy Spirit to guide me and lead me. And friend, I want you to know that when we stand before God, we will stand without excuse. And you know why? Because He's given us every instruction. We know how to be the men to bring Him honor and glory. We know how to be ladies that bring Him honor and glory. We know how to be mamas and daddies that bring Him honor and glory. Because He taught us, He told us, He led us to do that. Friend, that's what He's called us to be. He's called us to be above and beyond what this world is. He has called us out of this whole sinful world. He has called us to be a peculiar people in this whole dark and dying world. That's what He called us to be. And friend, that's what He is going to hold us accountable to. And that's what He expects from us. If I meet God tonight, will He be pleased with me? What shall I answer Him? As a child of God, what shall I answer Him? Oh, what a thought. I lost my glasses. There they are. I can't read the Bible without these. I want you to look with me. Look with me in Revelation chapter 20. Revelation chapter 20. And I want you to think about that thought. If God came tonight, it's simple, it's plain. What shall I answer Him? What shall I, as a child of God, answer the King of kings and the Lord of lords. I want you to know that every child of God will give an account of his life. I hope and pray that you're ready to meet God tonight. Are you ready to meet God tonight? About four of you. Are you ready to meet God tonight? I hope and pray that you are prepared to meet the King. I hope and pray, child of God, that your life is ready, that your heart is ready, that you're ready to meet Jesus. I hope you're ready to meet Him in the air. Because, friend, in a moment of a twinkling of an eye, everything is going to be changed. And we're going to see Him in glory land. I hope and pray, child of God, that He's going to be pleased with your life. But there's another judgment. There's another throne. I want you to notice Revelation 20 and verse 12. And I saw the dead, small and great, stand before God. And the books were opened, and another book was opened, which is the book of life. And the dead were judged out of those things which were written in the book according to their works. And the sea gave up the dead which were in it, and death and hell delivered up the dead which were in them. And they were judged, every man, according to their works. And death and hell were cast into the lake of fire. This is the second death. And whosoever was not found written in the book of life was cast into the lake of fire. His judgment's a lot different than the other judgment. At this judgment, there will not be a child of God at this judgment. Every person at this judgment will be lost. Every person at this judgment did not have their name written in the book of life is what the Bible says. And if you are not saved today, this is what you have to look forward to. If you're here tonight and you've never accepted Jesus as your personal Savior, I want you to understand something, that tonight may be the night that you meet God. Today may be the day that you die. I want you to know that you may stand accountable for your sins today. If you die today and you're lost... What shall you, 
as a lost person answer God? What good answer? Because, friend, there's coming a day when when this judgment comes that every lost person will be offered up into this great white throne. And every lost individual will stand before God and every one of them will have to give an account on why they deny Jesus as their personal Savior. Well, I don't believe in God. Well, friend, you will one day. You better believe in Him now because there's coming a day you're going to be a believer. There's coming a day you're going to shout His name. You're going to bow your knee before Him because He is the King of kings and the Lord of lords. And I want you to know tonight that this day is coming. And when you see Him, and friend, at this throne, you will see Him for who He is. You will see Him in all of His glory and all of His greatness. But I want you to know in this day that you're going to have to give an account. What shall you, lost person, answer the Lord on why you never got saved? What shall you answer the Lord today if you never trusted in Jesus Christ? What good answer? I've heard this one. I didn't know. I didn't know. Nobody ever told me. I promise you that not one person will stand before Jesus and give the excuse, I didn't know. Because if anybody answered with, I didn't know, Jesus would say, I gave you a preacher. (laughs) I gave you that praying neighbor. I gave you that preaching grandma that wouldn't leave you alone about it. I sent Christians your way. I sent you a good godly mama to tell you about me. A preacher to proclaim me. Promised land church there to tell you who I was. Don't say that you didn't know. I created this beautiful creation. You can look at the mountains. You can look at the birds. You can hear the birds chirp and get the glory of God. You can look at the creation of the world and see who I am. What do you mean you didn't know? What do you mean you didn't know who I was? What do you mean I sent my sweet Holy Spirit to tell you who I was? I told you that night at Promised Land Church. If you didn't get saved, you were going to die and go to hell. I told you. What do you mean you didn't know, friend? There won't be one lost person stand before God and say, I didn't know. I didn't know. Because, friend, I am so thankful and glad today that God has let us all know that if we don't have a personal relationship with Jesus, we will die and go to hell. That is the gospel. That is the good news. Friend, you're being preached it tonight. If you don't have a personal relationship with Jesus, you'll never go to heaven. You will die and go to hell. You cannot tell God anymore, I didn't know. I didn't know. Boy, I heard this one. Oh, I didn't understand. Oh, it's so difficult, God. It's so difficult, God. And he said, listen, I made it simple enough for the little children can understand. Oh, you were so prideful in your wisdom. You thought you knew everything. I never told you to figure me out. I never told you to try to be able to describe me to humanity. All I told you to do is trust in me and have faith in me. And if a child could do it, well, by golly, you could do it. Now, I didn't make it that difficult. I didn't make you have to do work. All I made you do is have faith in me and trust in me. Oh, but oh God, I didn't have a degree. Friend, you don't have to have a degree to know Jesus tonight. If that was the case, I'd be dying and going to hell. You don't have to be the smartest person in the United States of America to go to heaven. All you have to do is have faith and trust in Jesus Christ that He can save you. And friend, you'll spend an eternity with Him. I know a lot of people, well, I don't understand. I don't understand. The Bible says for lost people that the things of God are foolishness. You'll never understand until you have faith in Him. And when you have faith in Him, friend, He'll help you understand. Oh, it's too hard. Oh, I don't understand, friend. All He wants us to do is accept Him and be saved tonight. I've heard this one. I didn't have time. I didn't have time. Oh, God, I didn't have time. And friend, He's going to say, do you remember that night at Promised Land Missionary Baptist Church when that skinny redneck preacher got up and told you about me? He told you that I was real. He told you that you were going to stand here. What do you mean? What do you mean you didn't have time? You sat there in that church and you fought me off. You sat there in that church and you fought my spirit off of you. You you gripped that that pew. Man, you gave excuse after excuse. You got up and went to the bathroom because you were fighting me so bad. What do you mean you didn't have time? You had all the time in the world to trust in me. 
Right now is the appointed time. Today is the day of salvation. I want you to know that we may not have tomorrow, we may not have the next day, but we have right now. And bless God for right now that we can stop and trust and put our faith in Him. Right now. Right now. If you stand before God lost, what shall you answer Him? You'll never come up with a good enough excuse. And you're going to look at God and you're going to look at Jesus and you're going to be in awe. He's going to say, this is what you could have had. I offered you this. All I told you to do is get rid of that pride and accept me. You could have this, but you can't anymore. It's too late. It's too late. Oh, I don't want to hear those words. It's too late. It's not too late right now. If you see God tonight, what shall you answer Him? Lost person, would you be saved? Would you be saved? This is not a big theological sermon. This isn't deep. This is simple. But we miss it every day. God's coming. And we're going to stand before Him. And we're going to give an account. Are we ready to meet Him? Lost person, be saved. Oh, be saved. Oh, be saved. He's calling you tonight. Would you be saved? Child of God, He's given you every instruction. Don't say you didn't know, because you know. You know what He expects from you. If you stood before Him tonight, what good excuse could you give Him? The Bible said every mouth will be stopped. And we're not going to say a word. And we're going to stand before the Lord, and we will give an account, and we will pay for the things that we have done. You will reap what you sow. But those things that we won't answer for, let me go back there, are those things that we put under the precious blood of Jesus. If you will bring your sins before the blood, they will never be brought up before you again. Get ready to meet the Lord. He's coming. He's coming. He could come back tonight. Are you ready to meet Him? Let's stand. If you need to be saved tonight, would you please come? Let me show you how to be saved. These altars are open. Listen to these words that Brother Paul sings. And whatever God is convicting you on tonight, whatever He's telling you tonight, would you answer Him? Would you answer to that conviction? And if you don't, there's coming a day you're going to answer. You're going to give an account. Would you give in and would you surrender your all to Him tonight? As we sing, you come, Brother Paul.
Surrender. 